Welcome to the Business Awards Show, where we share valuable information and secret nuggets to get your award entry notice by the judges for all the right reasons. Our weekly episodes also feature inspirational interviews with winners, judges and sponsors. So let's dive in and start your journey to award-winning success. Debbie Gilbert from the Business Awards Show and I'm also the owner of the Best Business Women Awards and today I'm delighted to be joined by Kylie Anderson who is an online business strategist and was a silver winner for Best Coach in 2021 in the Best Business Women Awards and today we're going to be talking about getting your business online. Kylie, hello, welcome. Thank you. Kylie, I think we should start with what you did before you started your business and then we'll talk a bit about your business because I think people like to hear that journey. So tell us, what were you doing before you started yeah, your business? Yeah, and I, I had quite a fun journey. Well, um, wasn't fun into the entrepreneurial world, so I'll share a bit about that. So, um, yeah, when I got started, I was um, in corporate sales. So basically, I've been in corporate sales for about 14 years so um, I was a head of a real estate agent in London. So I, I ran a branch for basically seven years. Um, long hours, ridiculous, you know, it's like an estate agency and most hated industry. <laughs> Not everyone hates their estate agent, um, but I loved it. Um, I tripled their business in over five years and, um, yeah, kind of worked my way up to negotiate and then ended up running the branch. So um, I was a sales manager for nearly five years. Um, loved it, thrived on it, but got really burnt out. Uh, I have to say, you know, six days a week, you're pretty well on on it all the time. But I love property. So anyone gets me going about property, I'll chat for hours about property. Um, and I love being nosy inside people's houses. Um, but I, um, yeah, I got burnt out. And, and at the time, we were evolving and growing really quickly. Um, and I just decided it was time to move on. Um, and I kind of got this entrepreneurial bug. I went to the National Achievers Congress. That was my kind of eye-opening moment to say, oh, there's this whole entrepreneurial world out here. And I've been, you know, basically heads down, bum up in a way, working for other people really hard. Um, so that got me into the foray of it. And I actually learned to Forex trade. Ah. So I actually left work, ended up Forex trading, um, did really well. And then my um, broker went into receivership overnight. Um, and so basically I lost all my savings <laughs> literally one night and went, oh, OK, I might have to get a job again. So um, I eventually got the money back, by the way, but it took about eight months to oh, get it back, go through the process of the receivers. And um, yeah, so I eventually got it back, which was great. At least I got it back. I could have lost it all. Yeah. Um, but um, that meant I had to get a job again. <laughs> so um, I got into then headhunting and recruitment and went into senior headhunting for the construction industry around sales, sales experts. So I got to know the construction industry and um, people like Barrett's and um, Barclay Homes, all those sorts of guys, worked with them and basically recruited all their sales teams around for all the different show homes, um, which I loved. Um, and then I tried to, um, what's the word, slow down. I was tired of sales. I had got the entrepreneurial bug um, and I was like, oh, this, this burning in there. When you're in sales, if you've ever wanted to leave, 
it's really hard to then do well in sales <laughs> because your mind's not there. You, you, you've got to be really driven, obviously, to be in sales. And I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I thought, well, actually, I quite like this new homes bit. I can sit on site from 10 to 4. I don't have to be working 60-hour weeks. So I switched into the industry and started working on new home sites. Um, and you'll laugh because basically I got sacked three times in literally six months. <laughs> um, oh, my I know, but it was because one was I was no, I was not posh enough for the Barclays sites, by the way, because apparently you don't talk to wealthy people. And yet I'd worked with millionaires for years, um, obviously around Ealing, most of them are millionaires. Um, so it was quite funny, I got told I wasn't posh enough. And then basically I outsold everyone else on the site <laughs> and um, they didn't like that. The other people that I worked with didn't like the fact I'd outsold them. Um, and so they started complaining to my boss that I didn't fit in and all this sort of stuff. And I just went, you know what, I'm out. Um, but it was basically the universe telling me it was time to do my own thing, really. So <laughs> I wasn't listening, obviously. <laughs> um, so then I got out into the entrepreneurial world and I um, started affiliate marketing. So I actually started selling other people's products and programs. Um, I kind of got used to this online thing and I thought I quite like the leverage of Internet. Um, and so I was like, oh, what can I do? And I didn't want to actually start to teach sales. So a lot of people, obviously, when they start, they go into what they do. Um, and I just didn't want to teach sales. I didn't want to become a sales coach. And I was like, that's not for me. And I was actually pretty overselling <laughs> after 14 years of it. Um, so I got selling um, uh, affiliate marketing. And um, But then I realised, I was like, well, I kind of like this leverage bit, but I don't like the get rich quick side of mm. internet marketing. It got a bit too, um, what's the word, pushy sales and, and that for me. And I'm a relationship builder in sales. I'm not a um, sleazy sales if you know what I mean and that was a bit too tacky for me mm. so I was like well how can I take this internet marketing thingy that I love and the leverage and the capability it's got back into the business world um, which I really loved obviously is my passion around with small business and growing growing that business um, and that's how I got doing what I do now so basically I realized that there was a lot of offline businesses and small businesses that could actually leverage um, online and use their existing knowledge and skills to grow their business. Yeah. Uh, and that's how I got started doing what I do now. Yeah. You would describe that as they can, you know, basically have a passive income once they've created those courses. Yeah, quite often. So there's two, there's a couple of things I really love is like, obviously, if people are just working straight out one to one, so I work with a lot of service based type businesses, you know, whether they're therapists, coaches, um, I'm working with a financial planner at the moment. Um, so it's basic people that are kind of working one-on-one -on -one and trying to figure out a way they can leverage their skills, um, but work one-to-many. That's basically what they're looking for, is they're trying to find another way to increase their income. Because mm -hmm. um, if you think most businesses are capped, like you've only got a certain hours in the day, you can only charge a certain amount if you're charging by the hour, because most people look at competition and go, well, they're only charging that down the road. Why would I pay you double or triple? Do you know what I mean? So there's an income gap, um, income cap. Um, and obviously, you can only get so many clients. <laughs> you know, the biggest struggle I hear is people chasing clients. Like, we need need clients. But actually, it's not often that they need clients. Is their business model is broken. Mm. Um, and they can't scale because they don't have a business model that can actually handle the capability of having actually less clients and more income. Yeah. So... How do you work with these business owners? So they come to you for advice and then do you start to help them get clarity? How, how, explain to me a bit more detail about how you work with them. 
Yeah, most of them are kind of, they come to me, they've either got loads of ideas and don't know where to start. <laughs> so they're normally sitting there going, well, I could do this, I could do that, I could do this, and they're not doing anything. So that's one person that comes to me. And then the other person kind of thinks, well, I've got a business, but I don't think I've got anything I could sell online. So then they're looking for ideas. Um, so normally the first thing I try and do is quite often I'll do a strategy session with them. So I do kind of two to three hour strategies to actually brainstorm. They're kind of, I guess, in a way, I hate saying that, but it's a six figure blueprint. It's like, how can you grow your business online? Um, what types of opportunities are there for what you want to do? Um, and kind of tailor it to them. Because again, you know, it's what do they enjoy doing? What do they think they might like to do? So it's giving them some ideas on the types of models that work really well. Um, but also just, you know, sharing some examples what people have done before what I've seen I've been around the industry now for like you said four or five years I've seen pretty well every course you could probably get program um, I study them I get involved in them I watch them so um, I've generally seen someone turn their knowledge into something yeah so um, that's the first thing I do is normally some sort of strategy session ideally um, or they just join my group program and go do you know what I know I've got an idea I want to potentially get it out there but I don't know where to start um, and that's what my group program does. It takes you step by step on how to actually create and grow um, an online program. Yeah. Fabulous. So five years nearly that you've yes. been running this business. So what challenges have you come up against? Yeah, I think the first one was working by myself. <laughs> um, coming from hardcore sales where you are um, in sales teams where you're driven by targets pretty well every day to then go, oh, I don't have anyone looking over my shoulder. <laughs> was, um, And I still have days like that. I'm like, mm, no one's watching me. I'm like, I'll just cruise for the day. Um, so I think that was the hardest thing for me. That was the biggest adjustment, I think. So accountability was, really is one of yeah, those. Yeah, it was. It was just, and I'd gone from such a, a demanding environment to being at home by myself going okay now what <laughs> um so I think that that was the biggest thing so I think yeah getting into a routine um getting some accountability is really important how did you get that accountability what did you do yeah start to work with mentors and coaches myself so okay. I think that every I don't care what anyone does they should always have a mentor or a coach someone to kind of get at them outside of their head because I think for me the biggest thing for me was obviously it was all new I was like I don't quite know what I'm doing so you have to surround yourself with good people like um, and ideally one that you can turn to to help you make decisions if you've got no one else around you like you might have a partner maybe really good at that sometimes I say that's not necessarily a good idea though <laughs> um, because they'll think differently to what you potentially do if whatever you're trying to achieve so, um, yeah, that was the first thing. It was definitely getting some accountability and, and having a direction. Mm. So I think the, the biggest problem I see most in most businesses, and it was my own for the first couple of years for sure, was not knowing kind of what my bigger picture was. I think people are so caught up in, I just need to make some money, which obviously most people do when they start their business. I need to just make money. Um, but then you're not really taking the action steps to grow and it wasn't until I started to look at a three-year and a five-year plan and kind of know where I was going that actually now everything's doubled and grown faster. So I think that's the, the big one for me was gaining clarity and direction of where I wanted to go. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, definitely working on my own was a bit of a eye-opening and still is some days now. <laughs> I can talk to my four walls quite happily by myself, <laughs> especially with COVID. <laughs> How have you grown your brand and got people engaged with you? What sort of strategy have you employed for that? Yeah, so I'm, it's funny because it's only really um, 
basically over the last six months, I've really started to increase a bit of visibility. So I started um, doing what I was used to doing because obviously I'm a bit old school sales. So for me, it was all about relationships first. Um, I've always done very um, relationship building type of sales. So um, I'm always a networker. I'm always a connector. I'm always having conversations. I always say to people that if you're getting started, just have conversations. Um, you know, people put some big emphasis on selling um, and I don't. I just chat to people. And because I then chat to people, I find out what they're struggling with. Can I help them? Um, so I just see it as a conversation rather than as a sales process. Um, so obviously that's kind of how I got going. I've got good reputation. Referrals are important. Like I did my figures the other day. I always do it at the end of the tax year and look at where my clients come from. Um, 85% of my high ticket clients are all referrals. So wow. really high. Yeah. So, and I, I built a, a, over a six figure business doing that, by the way. Um, it's only really now I've started to increase visibility with things like awards. Oh, wow, well, that was <laughs> um, my next question. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. uh, what was <clears throat> the thought process behind awards and what, what sort of things have you done around awards over the last couple of years, really? Well, yeah, really, I only really just got started. So I kind of set myself a goal last year, a sort of probably mid last year, actually, to go, okay, now it's really about expanding my brand and visibility. So I think you can get so far on your own reputation and skills, which is what most people do. You know, it's networking, it's referrals, it's that sort of thing. But if you really want to grow a big business, like my goal is seven figures this year, then you need to build your brand to go with that. And external validation is obviously always the best. So when you're looking at things like awards, you're looking at press, um, you're looking at other people for potentially for collaborations, JV partners, things like that. That's the external validation of the industry saying, you know, she's not only saying she's good, by the way, the industry is saying they're good. Um, and that for me is kind of where I set a goal. Um, and you were the first award I went in for. <laughs> like, yes. Wow, well done. I know. You're I was the winner. Really, really, best coach. Amazing. So, yes, I was really, really, really So, our yeah. awards had a good going year. to form yeah. part of your strategy now ongoing. Yes, definitely. And that's the thing. So, we were talking about this, weren't we, at the event, saying um, it was weird because I'd never seen awards for myself as an entrepreneur. It was odd. But yet in the state agency, we used to run awards or we used to go in for the awards all the time. You had to, um, you know, to keep above your competitors. So I'd been through the award process, but not connected it with my own business, no. which was strange until I went, oh, yeah, I've done this before. <laughs> so um, I then thought back, obviously, what I did in the state agency days. And obviously for them, you are you do want to be in that because obviously for small businesses, yeah. um, especially when you've got lots of competition and you want to stand out, it is one of the best ways to stand out, but not just for winning the award, but it's actually the thought process that goes into them beforehand. So you plan a year ahead. You know, we used to plan specific events, specific activities that were going to get us noticed in the awards. So um, we would say, okay, well, what's going to make us different this year? Mm. You know, what are we going to do differently? What are we going to improve on, grow on, or get specific? So actually what happened is our business got better by focusing on the awards mm. because we always wanted that competitive edge. We were always looking for a reason to win the award. <laughs> so um, for me, the awards aren't just about getting the accolade afterwards. It's actually it helps your business grow. Um, and I haven't thought about that till I'd re-entered. <laughs> so do you think that you had additional visibility from getting a silver award? 
Definitely, yeah. So I picked up things like um, I've been invited into a couple of summits I hadn't been, and that was directly off the awards. Um, I've had a couple of clients like approach me from it, direct offers from social media posts, Mm -hmm. sharing. Um, And I know for me, I'm really now just getting started. So it's like, Mm -hmm. and then like you said, I think then you have to have a plan, which I haven't quite got in place, but I do, I'm starting to now, is to then start to use it for things like press, um, you know, getting that accolade in relation to kind of how do you leverage it even better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, for me, it'll definitely be a part of my marketing moving forward for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> any tips and advice for anyone listening to the podcast about thinking about putting their business online? You know, you're an expert in this industry. So what would what would be the first sort of things that people would have to think about? Yeah, I think there's two things. I think the first thing, believe that you could do it. So like everyone has some sort of knowledge or skills that someone else will pay for, you know, and I think that that's where a lot of us, especially women entrepreneurs I work with, think, oh, who would do that? Who would pay? Um, so I think stop you there, know, stop you there. So why do you yeah. think women have an issue with that then? Um, because we have to re- it was funny I was talking to a guy about this the other day and it's quite often because we have to validate ourselves even more it's weird it's like um, you know we do have quite often unfortunately value issues around our own skills guys will just go in and go yeah I'm worth 10 grand or I'm worth this they so you do see there's worry. a real difference in the genders on this there is yeah I, I've been around sales for years that's, there is that's there interesting because obviously yeah you've seen it's a lot getting of better but yeah mm. So you're finding that the women lack confidence to put their business online and the men kind of come at it from a different angle. Yeah, and I think, and especially around prices, because, you know, I like to go slightly higher ticket if I can, <laughs> um, because I just believe you You work with better clients. It's like I was saying, a estate agency, you know, when you're selling a 200 grand house and you're selling a million dollar house, it the, takes the same amount of time and effort most of the time to sell. But actually, when you're dealing with someone like a million, they know exactly what they want. They make decisions faster. They don't hesitate after because they generally know. Um, so it's, it is different working with higher level clients because they they're much more decisive you know it's not their last pennies or they're not worried about stuff they just get on with it and they do the work um so that's one of the things I like to do is a lot of people I see build their businesses the wrong way when Mm -hmm. they go to go online because they all go oh but I want these low passive income products and they're harder to darn sell (laughs) you know they take longer to sell you need hundreds more numbers mm-hmm. you know I, I did a launch recently and I just did a quick launch of something I was doing you know did 20 grand basically in four weeks and it was four clients and it was like my friend's just done a launch <laughs> and it's like she did 16 sales and didn't hit 20 grand and I'm just like so you had to find 16 people to buy your product I had to find four so it's so about again, building more quality yes a better price which which reveal sorry reflects yes your expertise and you know you see a lot of these courses 29 dollars 59 dollars whatever 100 pounds so you're saying build more value and create something that people are willing to pay a decent sum of money for because it's especially at the moment I think especially at the moment because there's a real shift in the industry at the moment with online courses where people are tired of kind of getting the the, the bit of the knowledge but they're not really getting the results so mm. you know, people want transformation when you think about why do people pay 
for any type of coach or course it's because they've got a problem they want solved mm. you know they just want help they want to go okay I'm here I'm stuck I want to get to here can you help me get there whatever that might be and whatever you're teaching and doing so if you're not then helping them get there you know if it's just a course quite often they don't get the level of support they need there's no personalized support there's no conversations if they get stuck um you know and of course I think people are a little bit over that in the industry so there's definitely a shift going on with courses and programs at the moment for sure um, and I think people are looking for a bit more personal, a bit high touch. Um, mm. But I also think it depends where you're at in your business. So for me, again, is like it's when people get started, they think they want to go low ticket because it's easier. But actually, it's harder because you end up spending more and more time trying to sell your forever in launches. Mm. You know, you're forever trying to sell 15, 20 products, which most people don't have the money to do because mm. you need loads of traffic for that. You need loads of volume. So, again, for me, it depends where you're at in your business. You're actually better off starting slightly higher, grow from there, have them the abilities. When you hit 5, 10K, then you can spend a 1,000 on traffic. Then you can run low-ticket products and, and do the sales. So I think, for me, I reverse the businesses around quite often and go the other way. Yeah, because it gives you the funds to grow faster. Yeah, it makes perfect sense, um, Kylie. It's what tripled my business. <laughs> You know, you've implemented it, yeah. these measures yourself. Yeah, they're almost tried and tested by you. Yeah, and and obviously clients I work with now. That's what I do with launches when I'm launching. So I have a done with you service where um, people pay me quite a lot to work with them to actually launch. Um, but every one of my clients have made their money back and more with their launch in twelve weeks. Mm-hmm. But what then they've got is a system to grow mm-hmm. to go from there. Um, but again, it's it's the process. So when I when I was I was getting started, yeah, I was doing the same. I was doing you know a few hour sessions and things like that, and I was just like, this is not working. Yeah. Um, as soon as I upped my rates, created a better package, I literally doubled my business. I did an extra hundred k in six months. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, well. And now I've doubled that this year. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So, so now this time I'm going to trip it. <laughs> what's on what's on the plans for 2022? We'll finish up with that. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I'm launching a new program called 100K Vision, which I'm launching at the end of Feb. So this might be out after that. <laughs> video, we'll, we'll put the video up soon. That'll go that's up. Soon It'll be now. available anyway. Yeah, that's going to be a, one of my rolling programs. Yeah. So my goal for that is to really get people started in, in the right way, helping them to actually create that vision. A lot of people seem to want to do six figures. It's a good figure to get your business growth to. Um, so I'm relaunching that program um, in a different way so that I can actually give back a lot more. So um, that's one of the things that I'm doing. Um, and then my focus is really on my high ticket. It's my done with you stuff. Mm. Um, you know, I get people over the tech hassle, the design hassle. Mm. We do it all for them. And that has just proved like that's what's grown this year massively. Mm. So I'm looking to expand that and maybe even to a former agency this year. So we'll Okay. See. So you've yeah. got a team that helps support you, presumably, yes. getting all this done. I do, um, yeah. What a yeah. great service. So they can just put it with you. You'll you'll do it all. They'll provide you, presumably, with the content. Yeah, of course, yeah. I've got, mind you, I'm writing one of my, just about written his whole course. <laughs> but, um, yeah, normally it's the structure and the process. I give them the structure and the process. They have the content. But then all the stuff like sales pages and setting up their tech and integration, all that sort of stuff is all done for them. Um, you know the design of their content if they're if they're having worksheets things like that it's all designed so they've then got a basically a program that's launched in that time period um that i work with them what is is give us a couple of examples of amazing courses that you've been involved with 
Yeah, well, my favourite has to be my first clients that trusted me when I was uh, literally getting started doing the first Done With You project. Um, and that was Steph Taylor from HMO Heaven. And she's got a rent to rent course. Um, and I believe, I don't know yet, but they were meant to hit a million this year. And I don't know whether they have or haven't. I haven't found out yet. Just but, on the um, course itself. They, they hit 500K in the first three years. Wow. Yeah. So that was my first clients and they love me. They're like, we would never have got started without you. So that has to be my, it's always my favourite. Oh. They're, they're like, you still talk about us. I was like, I know, but my first <laughs> clients that actually went and launched. So um, that sort of thing. And then I love sort of working with people that kind of want to make a difference. So um, I've been helping a financial planner at the moment, Samantha, who's incredible, been doing financial planning for 20 years, but she's really tapped into the power of money with women. Um, and she's kind of like finding, but not really just talking about money. It's actually more finding their true kind of passions, what they really want to do with life and bringing retirement into today. She hates the word retirement because she's like, I don't want to talk about retirement, but it's more just bringing what you really want to do in retirement into your everyday life now rather than waiting for retirement. So she kind of helps you find those passions and finds that, that deep sort of inner inner work um, and so she's launched it alongside her business um, and that's the other thing I think a lot of people think they have to take over their business um, and the way that we've structured that she's launching it alongside her business it's not affecting her financial planning business at all no um, if anything it'll help her grow her financial business massively yeah. the, um, it will feed the other one yeah, because with this leverage of what she's doing with the with the coaching and the program she's creating, you know, she'll be now speaking around that. She'll she'll get different visibility uh, over and above just being a standard financial financial planner that anyone can be in a way. So, um, and that's where I think that <clears throat> people don't realise like sometimes packaging your knowledge gives you added kind of um, leverage and difference and uniqueness in the marketplace that you get noticed. Um, you know, I worked with a girl in Dubai who's a um, real estate professional in Dubai, but she launched a program called The Social Millionaire, and that's her helping people use social media to actually sell more properties. But what it's done is actually given her a unique expertise in the marketplace. So it's not only brought her more clients, but actually now she's getting noticed on big stages. So she's already been approached by two people in the US for go and speak on their stages around social media, around real estate. So you can imagine what it's doing to her real estate business. Yeah, yeah and that's that's where people I don't think have tapped into the leverage of what a course can do. It's like they think it's just a course and it's like, no, it positions you as an expert. Yeah. A bit like a book used to, really. Yeah, and it also like positions you as an expert as well. So just to wrap up, if yes. someone's listening to this and thinking... Mm -hmm. Should I enter awards or not? What would your one sentence? That's all I need. Your advice. <laughs> That's easy. Hundred um, percent. I would say get some help potentially writing the first one. I I do put mine down to Rachel at awards because she helped me write mine. Um, so don't hesitate to get a bit of help writing. But um, hundred percent, it builds not only your credibility, expands visions, but also there's whole stuff around it. Collaboration. You know, like you said, press. It's not only the accolade of actually the award. It's what goes with that as well. So. 100% just don't even think about it really yeah. um, and have fun with it though <laughs> there's a lot of competition out there <laughs> there is I know I know yeah. well it's have been fun though it's good absolutely brilliant talking to you today Kylie you I'm sure that. that you may have put a few light bulbs on for our listeners who are now thinking I so. hmm, could I put my business online 
And yeah. we will be dropping Kylie's details if you are watching the video into the YouTube comments. And if you're listening on our podcast, you will get that information in our show notes where you can contact Kylie and have a conversation. So great alliteration there, Kylie and conversation. I think it goes quite nicely. <laughs> Lovely. Thanks for joining me today, Kylie. And good luck with Thank your you so much. launch. And we shall look forward to watching your progress. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, Adalyn. Thanks for listening to the Business Awards show. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media or leave a rating or review. To catch all of the latest information and show notes, please go over to our website, businessawardshow.co.uk. Thank you.